And my little brother says, yo, you know, the guy, whatever his name was, like, he just got shot. And I'm like, really? He's like, yo, somebody, it was a blackout. Somebody came around the corner and they had on all white. And he just shot him up. I was like, really? And then I looked down at what I had on. And I was like, wow. If this was a scream, man. You are listening to Ishan Burgundy's Testimony, a Musician's Story. I just want to start off by saying good morning. No matter where you are, no matter what time it is, good morning. Everybody stand around and see the sunshine. Look up in the sky, watch it hang for you and I. Watch it hang for our heinous actions and foolish pride. Won't entertain distractions and refuse to die. Watch your lovers with his arms stretch wide. You can see the nails published in the palms of our God. Forget them, Father, for they do not know what they do. Imagine killing somebody so they could save you. Imagine giving paradise to a thief who very well deserves hell, but he get life on the beach. That's the kind of image that will follow repentance. If you feel like you should say it, please don't swallow the sentence. When I was younger, I almost went out with a bank. Look at me, mama, I made it to 17. She proud, cause I ain't doing time. Them bullets ain't kill me, my girl ain't having my child. I wanna rhyme, so I hit the studio and pen the flow to make them say, whoa. When it come to rapping, all these rappers better lay low. Catching bodies like I'm standing at the altar. Raekwon told me I was raw, stay focused, young boy. When you from the bottom, all you know is come up quick. And watch your body, cause somebody might run up click. Where I'm from, we all suffer from paranoia. Can't be caught without a strap and a vest to repair our lawyers. But the good Lord came for the heart of the wicked. Rediscover the laws and make a way for the sinner. I said the Good Lord, only reason why I'm convicted I'm praying for my enemies now, no longer religious, yeah I can feel the summer and the winter time I can feel comfortable not getting mine I can put everybody before me, I'm trying to eat But find myself asking, praying at my dinner time Put a comment in all my drama, call that the finish line Any problems from this point on, look at my sin and pride Promise all the love I have for hell is now minimized Death for jail, my soul ain't for sale, Satan been obliged Things changing, the Lord making different arrangements My core is shaking, my foundation is breaking My heart is contrite, my forgiveness is on sight Every trap set before me, the floor me is more blatant I should have been found there, but I wasn't No perfection, man, I still got my struggles Lord, your word is so real, it's a hundred When we swear to tell the truth, the judge make a swear on it I'm passed over My Passover The Passover Eshawn Burgundy was born Anton Eshawn Harrison on April 21st in 1980. He was born in Abington, Pennsylvania to a 19-year-old young woman. After a couple of years, little Anton and his mother moved to Philly to live with her boyfriend. When I was four years old, I, I tried to, I wanted to kill my, my stepfather for, for beating my mother. My stepfather was, was uh, beating my mother up in the other room, bloody. And uh, it was probably like one o'clock in the morning, and I got up out of my bed at four years old, and I said, "Man, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna let him do this no longer." And I went and I picked up a screwdriver, and I was like, "I'm gonna kill him." And I heard for the first time in my life, four years old, I heard the voice of God say, "Put it down and get in the bed." And I listened. At four years old, I, I listened to that voice. I heard. I put the screwdriver down. I got back in the bed and put the pillow over my head. That's all I remember. And um, I felt like the Lord saved my life in that circumstance because this guy wasn't even really my father. He could have easily 
Um, uh, if I had went in there with a screwdriver, he could have easily, he easily killed me. He was already beating my mother up crazy. He could have easily killed me or, or anything. So I, I feel like that was the Lord saving my life. He and his mother stayed in that situation for a while. In fact, his mother eventually had a son by him. When little Anton was about six, his mom's boyfriend kicked her out and told her to leave the boys. So his mother, pregnant and all, snuck the boys out and they later ended up staying in a shelter. By the time Anton was a teenager, they were staying in the Passyunk Homes, a government housing project that was extremely violent and drug-infected. Here is where 15-year-old Anton heard the voice of God clearly for the second time, just like he did when he was four years old. A friend of mine who was like my first rap partner, a guy named Malik, um, my best friend, really, even to this day, but still very close. Um, he, we were sitting on the step in our neighborhood, um, about a few doors down from my house, and we had a, a little, little kid from the neighborhood just come by on a bike and just, you know, he just, he was just starting trouble. He was just bothering Malik. We were sitting next to each other, but he was just bothering Malik. And Malik got fed up with him, bothering him and kind of taunting him and all that. So Malik got up and I kicked his bike and told him to get out of here, like, get out of here, you know, to go away. And the little kid was like, oh, why'd you kick my bike? And, and uh, you know, he just seemed to be really upset that Malik kicked his bike. Malik was like, man, I didn't hit you, I hit your bike. And then he said he was going to tell his cousin. So he left, the little kid rode off on the bike. I knew I knew the the kid's cousin. You know, he was a you know neighborhood drug dealer. They used to be into a lot of you know a lot of wild stuff. I used to be out there hanging with them, so I knew who they were. And so they came over and they was upset, you know, because I don't, I don't know what the little kid told them that my friend Malik did to him, but they were just really upset. And we got into words because I started taking up for Malik, and you know they threatened to to, to hurt me and all this stuff. And after we had our little altercation, our little verbal altercation, they they left. And me knowing how they are, knowing that they play with guns and, and knowing that they sell drugs and they just enter that life, I didn't want to take no chances with my life. So I had a cousin of mine who was into the same thing. It was a blackout in the projects. So in the projects, when the lights go out, everybody comes outside because it's like no electricity works. So there's no lights, no air conditioning, your fans don't work, nothing works. So normally everybody just comes outside. So it was at nighttime. So everybody's kind of just standing outside and it's like pitch black. Nothing's on. Everybody's kind of standing out talking, waiting for the lights to come back on. Um, now I'm gone. I'm at the supermarket with my girlfriend and my friend. And so the guy that I had the issue with, He's standing out there with, you know, whoever. And my cousin comes around the corner wearing all white. And the guy gets shot a few times in his leg. The ambulance comes after he gets taken away and taken to the hospital or whatever, whatever. The lights come back on. 
everything kind of goes back to normal by that time i came home i remember somebody got shot in the back and i was standing there looking at that froze notice he had the white classics bubblegum souls why was i thinking about that while he laying there full of hoes huh I don't know, I guess it ain't phasey How could I come up like that and think I ain't crazy? Even catching a couple myself, believe me, the struggle is felt My story should've ended at 15, pushing up daisies Couldn't tell you why the mercy of the most high Was in the projects that day, standing close by And while they was pulling breakers over my body I heard who that the young boy that rap, yeah, somebody shot him pat, pat, pat. To get in and out of the projects, you have to walk through this little small tunnel and it's like a tunnel, the lights don't work in there all the time. And it's it's really like circumstances that people should not be living under. And I see a few people sitting on the steps and they're looking at me. They're just like looking at me weird. And my little brother says, yo, you know, the guy, whatever, whatever his name was, like, he just got shot. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yo, somebody, it was a blackout. Somebody came around the corner and they had on all white and he just shot him up. I was like, really? He was like, yeah. And then I looked down at what I had on. And I was like, wow. I pretty much had on all white. Like, it's known in the neighborhood that me and him have issues. Sure enough, he's in jail telling people that I shot him. So I was walking down the long strip. And I'm walking. I just see two guys walking in front of me as if it's nothing. So we get all the way down to, to the tunnel. And they're about 20 feet, 30 feet, something like that, in front of me. And they get down to the tunnel before me, and they turn around, and they start walking toward me. And that's crazy because it's always somebody coming in and out of this tunnel. It's thousands of people that live in the projects, and the tunnel is the primary source of entry and exit. When they went to walk past me, the one guy, he tried to bump my shoulder and push me. And when I turned around and looked at him, he had already like, brandished the weapon and pointed it at me. So when I saw the weapon, I turned and I tried to run, but I took about three or four steps and he shot me in the leg and it, it broke my my femur bone, the leg, the, the bone that goes from my knee to my thigh. And I fell on the ground and he, he you know, he stood pretty much about four or five feet away from me and just uh, let off a good seven more shots. It hit me three times, but the shot at me eight times. So once in my right side area and then twice in my leg and I seen this guy who who who, who was a you know a drug addict help me I've been shot and Mike's looking and then Mike just runs away and I'm just like Mike help me I got and, and he's just gone and I you know I didn't know at the time but he was going to get help and all I know is I passed out for you know maybe a few minutes and I woke up and everybody was standing around, like everybody from the projects, probably like about a hundred people out there standing around looking at me. The lady that we used to call the the crazy lady, because she always would talk about Jesus. She would always be talking about the Lord. I knew who God was. Um, I had a relationship with God as best I knew how because of what my mother had taught me. But um, I hadn't, I hadn't, um, you know, like I didn't, I didn't live a life that was devoted to him or anything like that. So she's overtopping me along with my mother, praying. I looked at my mother and I said, "Mom, I'm gonna die." She looked back at me and said, "No, baby, now that's a lie." Right after that, I swore I heard a voice come from the sky, sound like the voice of God, and He said, "You're not gonna die." 
This won't be the day you go into the ground. I got angels all around you here to hold you down. Heard you cry out in from heaven, I can hear the sound. You may not see me, but believe me, I'm always around. You chose me before I chose you. I don't know much, but I know you. I said in paradise, please remember me. Then you spared me and delivered me. Oh, was it because I believe? Cause I don't know why I believe, but I know eternity's inside you. And it wasn't out of the clouds, anything like that. It's, you know, it's, I just heard it, and it was the calmest voice I ever heard in my life. It was the most stable, still, sure voice I ever heard in my life. It was no urgency in the voice. It wasn't deep and, and heavy like we would imagine God's voice is from what we see in movies and TV. It was just this 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 strong, stable, sure voice. And it just said, you're not going to die. I just believed it. Ishan got a seal rod put in his leg. And after two months of rehab and relearning how to walk, Ishan finally got to go home. The day he arrived, there were loud bangs. Yes, there was another shootout. But this time, not involving Ishan. Although he recognized the presence of God was real, it would be a few more years before he would give his life to God. At the age of 17, he got acquainted with the 5% nation. If the souls are screaming, Hollow hearts are burning Industries they're feeling For higher learning The Five Percent Nation, they got, a, they got like these lessons that they have that teach what they believe, why they believe it, and all that's called the 120. So I sat there, I had, a, I had an enlightener when I was 17, and he was teaching me the 120. I would call him almost every night he would talk to me about what they believe and I would, you know, quote verbatim the words back to him from the paper. You know, when he asked me questions, I would, you know, and he was teaching me how to memorize it. Every time we would get on the phone every night, he would greet me. He would say, peace, God. And I would say, peace. And he would say it again, peace, God. And I would say, peace. I could not bring myself to call another man God. Even though I felt like what they were teaching was true at the time, I know God. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really do. I've I, I heard him speak to me before. I've watched my mother pray when I was young. I watched her pray, and I watched things happen. I watched miracles happen. So for me, my my, my faith was kind of established from a, as a little kid. Um, and then, you know, just the different things that he was doing throughout my life. So I knew him, but I just didn't know how to have a relationship with him. So the 5% nation for me, it was something that I could consider true. I, I could believe this. this. This seems, you know, probable. Um, in my mind, it did. And, and, and it was structured to it. And I had another man teaching me. So for me, that was big. Now, with the faith, you know, my faith as a Christian, I didn't have anybody in my life but my mother telling me, believe God, trust God, read your Bible. And she would say that, but there was never nothing practical that went along with that. So what he was bringing to the table for me was just something practical. And then one day, uh, my friend, my best friend, Malik, one day I was telling him, I was in a conversation, I said, yo, I've been studying um, five percent nation. I'm studying this one twenty man. Look, the white man is the devil. I said the white man is the devil, and the black man is God. And here's why. 
and I was sitting here <laughs> giving him my best spiel about why the white man was the devil and the black man was God. And my friend Maliki looked at me and he said, man, you crazy. He was like, man, the white man ain't the devil. He said, and the black man ain't God. He was like, Jesus is God. He said, he said Jesus Christ, and he's the only way to God. In my heart, like, man, I, I kind of know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he was, he was just adamant about about Jesus and that, you know, what I was believing was just, it wasn't true. And it just, it just made me start thinking. And probably like, I don't know, a few days after that, I was like, man, man, I know who God is. Let me stop this. Let's go higher, yeah. higher. Hey, yo, tripping now, tripping now. Everybody out here tripping now. Tripping now, tripping now. Young girls out here stripping now. Young boys out here hitting now. On the playground, find a clip on the ground. Chilling till we came about the building and we heard somebody yelling. It was telling everybody, lay down, lay down, lay down. Situation hot like Cape Town. Hey now, hey now. Do I trust God or the K now? Cause when you're laying face down, when you hit a sound of an AK spray letting off around, I'm on second thought, on second thought. To the Holy Spirit, check my heart and I receive that. G check, out of respect for God, that fear, I eat that with a deep breath. Bold faith on the side, if I die, no regret. I confess, who laid down in my place when I pray, I get feedback. Believe that, I know I'm surrounded by grace, and if ever you need that, seek that, and believe that by faith and instead of with a weed at, you'll see that. We all need to be asking for a praise and talk about the part of me to make it hard for me to live accordingly with that hope. Fight with all of me, but unfortunately it keep calling me on that note. Against that it's hard to revolt. Fighting and I'm writing down all of these quotes. Hope to inspire all of these folks so the Lord would acquire all of these souls. Back to the situation at hand, no. Block lit up like a dance floor. In the middle of blazing ammo. Spark so bright like you're shooting with a candle. Oh! Empty souls are screaming. Hollow hearts are burning In the streets they're fleeing Connect with testimony and musician story through social media. Find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at TestimonyStories.com. I'm Burgundy, and right now you're listening to Testimony, a Musician's Story. Yeah, yeah. Proverbs 1-7 says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. What exactly is the fear of the Lord? When you think fear, what comes to mind? Well, when it comes to fearing God, You shouldn't think fear in the same way a person fears snakes or heights or the mafia. Nah, the idea is more what you think when you're staring out into the vastness of the ocean or standing on the precipice of the Grand Canyon. To fear the Lord is to stand in awe before the reality of God. So, Hezzy Leitner was a rough, scary dude. And if you didn't agree with his belief system, he would get violent with you. So, lanky teenage Ishan had to meet up with Dude to give him his lessons back. And he was quite frightful for his life. Again, he felt like God spared him because he saw nothing but anger in Dude's eyes and felt that at any minute he was going to steal on him. But 
dude just walked away. Scripture teaches that the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, and that it's by the fear of the Lord that one turns away from evil. But it says in Romans 3.10 that none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks God. All have turned aside, together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. And then it goes on to say in verse 15, their feet are swift to shed blood. In their paths of ruin and misery, in the way of peace they have not known. And what's the reason for that? What's the source of all the violence and the evil? Verse 18, there is no fear of God before their eyes. So all the evil in this world can be traced back to not fearing the Lord. And if the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, then not fearing the Lord must lead to death. And that's where we all stand. In the prophet Isaiah chapter 11, we find a prophecy about a savior to come. And it says in verse three that his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. That savior is none other than Jesus Christ, who lived a life of perfect obedience to God's law. Jesus feared God perfectly, and he died on the cross and rose from the grave to save his people from their sins so that all who trust in him can joyfully walk in the fear of the Lord forever. I haven't had an opportunity to have a solid conversation with a Fapashina or um, Hebrew Israelite, but what I would say to them now is for their perspective on Christianity and how it's like a white man's religion and all that. Like, I honestly believe that they've been, you know, we, we, we've been told that in order to keep us from the truth. It's like the enemy knows what your hang up is. It's like your hang up is uh, race. Your hang up is what happened to our race by another race. So in your lack, of uh, ability to forgive you now keeps you from the truth of God's word because you're worrying about who's giving the word and not the word itself. The Bible says no man comes to the Father lest the Spirit draw him. So we know it has to has to be something that takes place in that man's heart for them to even accept or receive um, the word of God as truth. So it will really be me praying for them that they would be able to see. I just took a, took a class on... Um, apologetics and just learning how to ask certain pertinent questions that get people to kind of figure out things for themselves. That would be another thing, just, just kind of praying with them through it or praying for them, interceding for them that they're able to see it when it's given to them and um, asking them, you know, a few different questions to kind of get them to understand um, what they're saying and to even consider the truth of the Bible. Coincidentally, or God-incidentally, his friendship with a different five percenter drew him closer to God. So, here's a setup. His rap homie Murda was dating a Christian named Nia. Yeah. And this trio of friends would be the start of him coming Come alive. alive. Come alive, rise from night to day. Abandon your chains, snatch your wings and fly away. It's good news, it's gorgeous and fruitful. The death of the flawless makes the awful useful. Tether the lion as I am, but I approve. Restricting them to a cross, resulted in them being loosed. And the spirit been imparted to the troops. None of us ain't getting just to talking in the booth. Living people should know me in the spirit in cahoots. How you know a tree, you can't identify the fruit. Gotta let it pour until I'm empty. Cause if I hold it in me, I'ma jeopardize the youth. 
My little brother in prison, I'm trying to give him Christ At the same time, explain why he been in his life But regardless of my failures and my shortcomings What I can't do is not tell him that the Lord wanna moment. 
Yeah, I dare man to tell me there's no God I dare man to tell me it's all lies Where was you at? We was riding through the trap With a trunk full of crack going against all odds Was you around when they gunned me down And life passed before my eyes? Nah, you around as I write this down I pay attention as the dead letters rise, rise, dead letters My life story, I thought it was nothing better Than shining with jewelry, riding in vehicles with the leather I knew the sky had a heaven on the inside of it But I felt like the world was more special in love with the control and the pleasure Almost sold my soul for the treasure All the love I had for hell is now minimized Cause I no longer stroll with the devil Back then I was fascinated with trapping But knew it canceled out the maturation of black men I flirted with it, I even got dirty with it Wasn't in it all the way, but halfway like 30 minutes You know, I was behaving like I'm lost Still had a passion for the cross Deep inside I knew I had to choose sides So the next morning I was up Praying to God at 19, he was all the way in, kinda. There is much more to his testimony that includes his on-again, off-again relationship with his now wife, excelling in mainstream hip-hop and working with DJ Jazzy Jeff, abandoning Christian hip-hop, signing to Humble Beast, leaving Humble Beast, and dropping his latest project, The Passover, which is available right now. Hear all that and more in part two of Eshawn Burgundy's Testimony, A Musician's Story. When I read the words of his scriptures, I depend on the spirit to give me pictures. Paint a clear one for me, my Lord. Paint a clear one for me, my Lord. I need a vision. Being frequently blinded by this system. Gotta remind myself that I'm not in the prison. These bars are a hologram. I'm a rise. I won't let jeopardize my position. Feeling like a prophet in the port uh, And a sucker at the same time Cause I stand firm on the word When I burn with the urge But I struggle at the same time Acting like a schizo Stumble with the big dogs Then I wanna tiptoe I can't tolerate a dish though Wanna stand firm But I know I gotta get low I ain't gonna trip though Gotta maintain when I wanna let it clip go That's so sick though Thank you for listening to Testimony A musician Story to hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. <laughs>